Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto Experts. To the end zone. It's The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's caught for a touchdown. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Monday, August 27th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the spitting statistician. I am joined by my man that I have literally seen all weekend long because we were drafting left and right. It is El Rey de Fantasia, the king, Scott Angle. Scotty, how many teams you got at this point, man? Happy Monday. Uh, happy Monday to you. Uh, fun weekend of drafting, and uh, you know, got seven teams uh, so far scheduled for this season, and uh, more drafts to come the following weekend. Got at least two more. Yeah, absolutely. I got a couple more as well. I'm not up at your level just yet, Scott. I think I'm. I think I'm. Four or five teams deep with my biggest home league still to go. We like to declare our keepers finally. And so, you know, that process continues. But it was a great weekend. Everybody is ready to go for fantasy football. And I got to tell you something. Now more than ever, now that you maybe have drafted your teams, you need to go out and get the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. It'll give you all that great content to see how to start fleecing the other managers in your league via trade giving you who to scout for on the waiver wire to see which one of your picks were busts in our opinion. Don't forget to enter the promo code the king at checkout if you want to get with us also the number to call is 844-843-6879 we got our guy the manimal chris bavona down there in the fantasy pit of misery dilly dilly to him he'll be making you sound good dilly dilly to everyone out there we're also going to put up a poll question that you can participate in so you could feel like you know you can contribute to roto experts in the morning we got a great hour for you then at the end we're also going to talk a little bit more about our team name 
game contest. So, so many ways you can join the show. Let's get off and running, though, Scott. Listen, on, I guess it was like Thursday or Friday, I said we'd be here at Monday at 7.05 a.m. talking about an injury to a fantasy-relevant player. Here we are at 7.05 a.m., and we are doing just that. I got to say the biggest news probably, Scott, is down there in Jacksonville where Marquise Lee was carted off the field in their third preseason game. It looks like Marquise Lee is going to miss, you know, significant, if not the entire season. It looked pretty gruesome. But the question remains, Scott, you know, we were wondering who was going to be the number two receiver in Jacksonville anyway. Now we're wondering who's going to be the number one receiver in Jacksonville. D.D. Westbrook, Dante Moncrief, Keenan Cole. Some people like the rookie out of LSU, DJ Shark. Help me read these tea leaves that are the wide receivers down in Jacksonville, Scotty. Yeah, we haven't heard anything on Lee so far, so we can't. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he's out for the season because it looked gruesome. You, you never know for sure. It, you know, sometimes an injury will look like it's not ma- ma- major, and then it turns out to be. And I've seen other situations where it looks major, and it turns out, you know, maybe the guy will miss a few weeks, so we don't know. You know, we have to wait for the exams. They haven't said nothing out of Jacksonville yet. But at least in the interim, while we're speculating, Dante Moncrief had a big catch and run this weekend, and he's the most experienced wide receiver in terms of NFL overall experience and you know having done something and the at the NFL level. So right now he would be my first choice, but I think Dee Westbrook, you know, probably has the most upside. Okay, fair enough. Let me ask you something else because a lot of people are thinking like maybe there's some value there, you know, uh, because people, we were in the middle of literally a draft, right? Uh, Scotty, I think we were in the middle of a draft and then all of a sudden people start thinking like, wait, what about D.D. Westbrook? Wait, what about Dante Moncrief, Keenan Cole? These guys started going off the board. I want to ask you something else about this. Do you think this could be a little bit of a bump to their tight end Austin Safarian Jenkins as well? You know, with these maybe unreliable wideouts, they went out and spent money on the Rastafari, King Hali Selassie, Austin Safari, and Jenkins. Do you think he can absorb some more potential if, in fact, Marquise Lee is out for an extended period of time, which it looks like might be the case? Yeah, this happened Friday night, so by Saturday oh, morning, most of us had. It's all a blur, known. Scotty. It's all a blur yeah. for me this weekend. That's okay. Uh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know. Jenkins has his role. I think it's what what other wide receivers are going to step up there because they have some pretty good depth with the other three guys that they have there. Plus, they drafted this kid, DJ Chark, too. So Mm -hmm. I don't think it changes Austin Safari and Jenkins' role at all. Okay, fair enough. With DJ Chark, everything I've seen out of him is that the kid can, you know, beat you in a race. You know what I mean? That the speed is there. But some of the elements of being a more polished wide receiver, a la route running, are something that he's going to still be learning. Like, he can fly right past you on a nine route, but if he needs to kind of move the defender off one side and be able to cut to create space, that's something that he is still developing. Do you agree with that, Scott? Yeah, there's some comparisons to A.J. Green, but, you know, we really haven't seen anything much during the preseason. You know, I've been impressed with some other rookies. I keep talking about Traquan Smith, and he yep. had a really good game over the, over the weekend. You know, he's, he's the rookie that nobody's talking about that I'm really watching. Yeah, and I got to tell you something. If I'm going to take a chance on a rookie pass catcher, the New Orleans Saints is not a bad team to do it with. You know what I mean? Because he's going to be getting balls from uh, future Hall of Famer Drew Brees. This is a guy, Brees, I'm talking about now with, I believe, Scotty, he has half 
of all the uh, 5,000 passing yard seasons in NFL, se- in NFL history. So if you want to take a chance, right, um, like you said, Traquan Smith, because as we know, listen, Cameron Meredith still coming back from that knee injury in, uh, in New Orleans. You know, it should be okay, but, you know, has, an, has a more opportunity there potentially and you say he is looking very good hauled in all of his targets in the Saints preseason game against the Chargers this week also I want to talk a little bit about uh, just new- real oh, go ahead just real go ahead. just real quick on the Saints though keep two things in perspective right now he's a little bit down the depth chart but he can sure. move up real quick and when you talk about Drew Brees 5,000 yard seasons you know I think that's a thing of the past. I think maybe he could have more passing yardage than last year, but he's not going to be that type of passer that he was years ago. But, you know, no, it's, it's, it's a receiver playing with Drew Brees, though, could do well because, you know, he's just so efficient when he does throw the ball. Exactly. And I mean, I'm talking about I'm talking about generally speaking, I agree with you, Scotty. This is not the same Drew Brees of five years ago where all they did was put it up. Right. And Drew Brees was money for 350 in the dome. Right. This is a different Saints team. I've made this point a few times. They are evolving there mostly because of the running backs that they do have and because of the support it gives their defense. Right, Scott, in terms of time of possession, field position. Remember, the Saints moved up from a bottom half defense in years past up to I believe they were eighth last year potentially and a lot of that is due to some of this evolution that is taking place in New Orleans so it is a good point Scott at the same time listen if I'm taking if I'm still taking a rookie pass catcher who may have a chance to pop New Orleans is one of the teams that's definitely on the positive side of the column as opposed to let's say this was happening down in Tampa you know what I mean so um, I think there's still uh, opportunity there and Traquan Smith definitely a name to know uh, in the late rounds if you're still drafting. Now we move to some tight end news. We start here in New York with Giants tight end Evan Ingram. Looks like he's in the cold, dark, quiet room. Looks like he got banged up, maybe concussed in the third preseason game, the Snoopy Bowl against the Jets. Generally, Scott, generally, Scott, this is something that will keep you out maybe a week, maybe two. He should be okay, but, you know, he is early in his career. You don't want to see these things starting to pile up. There is, however, no shortage of other options for Eli Manning in terms of catching passes in New York. Well, you know, he's, he's got Odell. He's got Sterling Shepard, who's had a fine preseason yep. so far. So he's got those two guys. Barkley will catch passes out of the backfield. Agram was seen running on the side at practice uh, yesterday. So you know, some indications are that he's are improving, but you never know for sure with a concussion. You see, that's the thing. I never want to diagnose. It's... You know, that's good. That's up to people like Dr. A to do. It's like, we don't know how long Marquise Lee is going to be out. We don't know how long Evan Agram is out. For all we hear is, like, you know, he hasn't passed all the concussion tests and he's questionable for week one. We just don't know. But you can't let it affect you drafting too much in the short term. It, the people will draft in the moment, and if a guy's injured now, sometimes it creates a value, like I always say. Yeah, absolutely. Think about these guys because remember, whether it's injury or the, some of these suspended guys, you know, you got to think about it. Is your your season is not only what happens in the first like two or four weeks of the season. All right. Also, though, we know this is an issue. Another tight end down there in Baltimore, Hayden Hurst, Scotty, with that toe injury. They say he's going to be out around three to four weeks. Um, listen, Baltimore, one of the teams that some people feel like are surprising in terms of looking better than you may have thought going into it, especially Joe. Flacco and the offense. Um, listen, they drafted 
Scotty, they drafted not one but two rookie tight ends. They have Mark Andrews. They got other guys like Boyle and Max Williams. A lot of new pass catchers in Baltimore, but they had they had big plans for Hayden Hurst. Um, what's the impact here in Baltimore? That you're probably not going to draft a Baltimore tight end now. Right. Uh, I mean, we, I wasn't really high on any of these rookie tight ends in the first place, Scott. We've talked about this a lot, how tight end are really uh, one position that it maybe takes uh, rookies a little bit of time because it's the blocking schemes and the route tree that they're running. Were you drafting, were you drafting uh, Hayden Hurst anyway? No, but there's one guy that I think could become a big, big, deep sleeper, and he's a rookie. Uh, if Greg Olson gets hurt, I'll be keeping an eye on up for, for Panthers rookie tight end Ian Thomas. Interesting. Ian Thomas down there in Carolina could be an option for a rookie tight end. What about Gasicki down there in, in Miami? I mean, Scotty, we were just in a draft yesterday, right, where Kenny Stills was the first Miami wide receiver taken, and Devontae Parker didn't go, I believe, until something like round 13 or 14. When he finally went off the board, people were like, he's still available? You know, and then, but, but still nobody wanted to take a chance with him. And, you know, if there's so few options, and I know there's Kenyon Drake out of the backfield, uh, we've met mentioned it before. What do you think about Gasicki's potential in Miami as a rookie tight end? Not, nothing really. I mean, you know, the, the last preseason game, two targets, drop one, caught the other one for 10 yards. He, he You know, he's he's got all the physical tools, but he's just not ready to make a contribution. Kenyon Trey caught a 36-yard pass downfield uh, the other night. He's going to be the Dolphins' leading or second-leading receiver. And uh, Danny Amendola, if he stays healthy, nice catch and run, but not somebody you want to draft. He never stays healthy. You know, he'll flash here and there. He's he's a DFS play, I think, Danny Amendola, depending right. on who they're facing. But it's really just Stills and Drake, and that's it. Okay, let me. Let, let, can we go a little deeper on this one, Scotty? I mean, let's just put an even four thousand yards up for, say, Ryan Tannehill, even though that might be ambitious. But I'm saying just because it's a nice round number to work with, Scotty. Like, if you like Stills. Even even him as the number one receiver, he's not getting no thousand yards, right? He's like a nine hundred yard kind of guy, maybe. Um, I could see him with a thousand this year, though, because okay, fine. Then, sure, I'll give you a I'll give you a thousand for Stills, right? That still leaves about three thousand yards left. Where are they going? They can't all be going to just Drake and Parker and Amendola. Like, where are these? Where is the production coming from in Miami? I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, Scotty. But like. Someone has to catch those garbage time uh, production, right? See, that, that, that's the whole thing. We can't assume that 3,000 yards is going to be on the table. We can't we can, because if the receiving crew's not that good, you know, why we, we can't say that he's going to throw for 4,000 yards? You know, he, 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 could, he could be throwing for 3,800 yards, you know, or 3,700 yards. That's not even my point, though, Scott. Fine. Let's call it 3,500 yards. I don't care. There's still, there's still something to be had. So the question is, regardless of, you know, we all think it's going to be a small pie. We all think Miami's not one of the better teams in the league offensively. But how are you slicing it up, regardless of how big the pie is? I'll give you Kenny Stills, but talk to me about Drake, Amendola, Albert Wilson, Mike Gesicki, Devontae Parker. How would you, like, how is this going to go down, in your opinion? Read those tea leaves for me. If I had said say thirty six hundred yards, yeah, I'd give like like uh probably ten fifty to Kenny Stills. Fine, uh, and then you give like a maybe another six hundred to Drake, something like okay. that. So you got about two thousand uh, left, let's say. So you got about two thousand left. Uh, you know, maybe about seven hundred to Parker. Okay, is that then, that's still? But that's like a wide receiver four or five. That's a wide receiver four, then no. 
Yeah. So maybe five, you know. Right. So I'm just getting like, that, like, you're not gonna someone get a lot else is going to be fantasy no. relevant, though. There's going to be somebody you know, else catching passes maybe that's another 700 Tam and Dola there. Okay. So what does that bring us up to? You still got about five or six left, and maybe that's Gasicki and a guy like Albert Wilson, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a mix between the rest. Okay, but what I, I guess what I'm trying to get at, Scotty, is when we talk about someone at seven, seven fifty, something like that, like that that is viable, not as a starter, you know what I mean, but as, as a, a bye week fill in, yeah, absolutely. And so, Danny you know, Amendola. All right, so fair enough. Would yeah. you take Amendola? You take Amendola over Parker? No. Okay. So listen, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out on on Miami because some of these garbage time points matter and someone's got to catch the ball there. Scotty, I also want to ask you about a couple teams. Um, I know we don't talk about offensive line much, but listen, in Dallas, Travis Frederick is in trouble. Zach Martin, Lyle Collins banged up. You know, Travis uh, Frederick, a little scary, some kind of autoimmune disease. They're they're not – they don't know when he might return to action. So I'm interested in the impact there in Dallas. And then also – uh, I've mentioned it before. In Minnesota, they've been banged up. They, they in fact, responded. They traded for center Brent Jones, acknowledging that they need more bodies. He's got, you know, kind of flex potential to be a center and be a guard. Um, what is your level of concern with either of these offensive lines, Minnesota and Dallas, and what might it be? Because I saw some teams completely unravel last year because of their offensive lines, Cincinnati, the Giants among them. Um, yeah, it's, it's very concerning. Though, but uh, some good news though is that Zach Martin's going to be back for Week One for the Cowboys, okay. so, so that that helps. Okay. I would say I would say the Travis Frederick thing is kind of concerning, and right. uh, you know I'm wondering because we don't know how long that is. Zeke, you know, one point one one point in my ranks or not, you know, behind Antonio Brown because you know. It's on the running back to adjust, though, and the running—you know—he's very talented to adjust. Anyway, so I'm, I have to—I think we have to be careful that we don't make too much of this. With Minnesota, you're talking about multiple linemen there, so you know I want to see what happens this week with the injury reports. I think that's concerning for Dallas Cook and Latavius Murray. I think mm-hmm. you know Kirk Cousins has a quick enough release, but you know in the last preseason game they were blitzing him a lot. They didn't get any sacks. Because he was getting rid of the ball quickly, but there was still a lot of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. So something to keep our eye on. And guys, don't forget, before we head out to break, to take a look at Fantasy Factor. It is the only exclusive single-entry DFS sites. They got free rolls all the time and great promotions for free prizes. Keep a look out for Fantasy Factor's free $1 million Survivor Contest. It's opening later on this week. That's right. Go to FantasyFactor.com. I love it because you don't got to worry about these guys playing with 100 different lineups into a contest. And we will give you all the insight you need win a little bit of extra cash at DFS. Check out FantasyFactor.com. When we come back here on Roto Experts in the morning, some more headlines, and we react to some of the drafts that we had this weekend. It's Dane and Scott, Roto Experts in the morning, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive edge fantasy package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive edge fantasy package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package promo code FNTSY. Thank you. 
King Scott Angle and the spitting statistician Dane Martina has given you everything you need to win your league and win that cash. Going over all the headlines from week three of the preseason, we have uh, some level of concern with the offensive lines in Dallas and Minnesota. Something to really keep an eye on, okay? The offensive line play can really completely undercut an offense's production. We saw that last year with teams like Cincinnati, teams like the Giants. I would say teams like the Indianapolis Colts as well. A lot of people have big ideas on what the Vikings can do. If they lose 60% of their offensive line, that could be a problem. And then remember, all pro Travis Frederick also having a um, kind of a scary autoimmune disease. So they're going to keep uh, be cautious with him. Uh, remember, guys, the number to call is 844-843-6879. I also want to let people know about BetDSI. Listen, you're trying to find out ways right now in the next week or two of how you're going to win more cash in football. So let me tell you, BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service, fast and even payment of your winnings. That's what you want. When you win, you want to get that money right back. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is also offering a $2,500 bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code FNTSY. So head on over and start winning today. That's BetDSI.com. All right, Scotty, one thing that I also thought was interesting, out there in Tennessee, they have activated Richard Matthews from the pup list. A lot of people talking about Corey Davis and his expected step forward. Some people looking at, you know, Dion Lewis out of the backfield. People like, I know my guy Mike Blewett, who I work with next hour on Fantasy Sports Today, is very high on the Titans offense with Matt LaFleur coming in as the offensive coordinator. Mariota now has another weapon in Rashad Matthews. Um, does that interest you, Scotty? Uh, it concerns me because there was a report really? saying that he went up a knee, uh, he went a knee cleanup. You know, with Rashard Matthews. Yeah. So I, I become wary of that. You know, Matthews doesn't have a lot of upside, but he certainly is a nice bench player in fantasy when he's healthy. But uh, you know, this is something that could uh, that that could linger. I'd be very interested to see what inside injuries has to say about him during this upcoming week. Question: When we say, you know, we we should gotta get our guy Doctor A and inside injuries. We'll check that out as well. When I hear knee cleanup, that sounds similar to what like Sony Michelle had to do, right? Drain some fluid, that kind of thing. And they're now talking about Michelle might linger into the first week or two of the regular season as well. Does that make you? I don't know. Does that make you like say Corey Davis, Dion Lewis, or maybe Delaney Walker a little bit more? Delaney Walker hasn't been back on the field yet either in Tennessee. I don't know what the cleanup was. You know, I'm not going to speculate yeah. with Sony Fair Michelle enough. inside injuries is saying that it could linger several weeks into the season. That's an uh, issue. Be, be very careful with that. You know, that's why I've dropped uh, Michelle drastically on a lot of my draft boards. But I think Taewon Taylor is probably the guy who's going to step up. All right, fair enough. And when we talk about Tennessee wide receivers, last piece of news I want to mention, former Tennessee Titans wide receiver Eric Decker has decided to hang them up. He announced his retirement on social media yesterday. We didn't really think he was ever going to move the needle, but it makes me go back to a question we've discussed before, especially in weeks one through four, Scotty, these New England Patriots uh, – wide receivers. We know about Chris Hogan, right? We know about Rob Gronkowski there. What else is it going to be? Let's do our daily kind of watch there. What about, you know, 
uh, Philip Dorsett, Corderell Patterson, Braxton Berrios. How do you think they're going to cobble it together before the Edelman return outside of Hogan and Gronk? Yeah, I like Braxton Berrios a lot for yep. the future, but he's had a rough training camp. Uh, you know, eventually somebody – you want him in a dynasty league, and he might be, be a free agent in a few dynasty leagues. They love him as an eventual slot-wide receiver. But sometimes, even with Tom Brady, who makes everybody around him better, sometimes guys don't step up. And I don't know if Philip Dorsett or Corderell Patterson are going to step up and be fantasy relevant. I think this means a hell of a lot of work for James White. Interesting. Yeah, he could be a very interesting DFS play early on in the season. I like that call because, listen, also, you talked about Sony Michelle, right, and that procedure, how it's now potentially lingering, they say, for a little while. Don't get it twisted, Scott. Rex Burkhead is also already n- nursing a knee injury, right, that they say he's going to work through slight tear, something like that, that if it was a regular season game, he'd be all right. So they are nicked up at the running back position. Remember, Gillisley and Jeremy Hill fighting for a roster spot as well, but that's going to be something of a goal line back, so it could be a lot of opportunity for James White there, especially early in the season uh, before they want to take, say, Rex Burkhead out of bubble wrap and Sony Michelle, uh, you know, before he is ready and back to go. Hey, Scotty, remember, everybody, if they want to call, the number to call is 844-843-6879. Scotty, I got to tell you something. There was such a great story in week 17 last year of the playoffs. We talk about how, like, sometimes fantasy sports and sports are done for good. But if you remember last year, uh, the Buffalo Bills ended their kind of playoff drought you know, like 15, 20 years. And it was because the Cincinnati Bengals beat them, beat the Ravens in the last week of the season to let the Bills kind of back into the playoffs. And if you remember, Andy Dalton pulled a ridiculous comeback on something like a fourth and 15, you know, and the Bills fans have uh, kind of adopted Andy Dalton as one of their own. And I thought it was really good in uh, that preseason game yesterday, Scott, the Bills and the Bengals, um, You know, Andy Dalton, as a road player, got a huge standing ovation from the Bills fans, something like... $400,000 $400,000 have been raised by Bills fans to support Andy Dalton's charity. I thought that was really, really good. Um, really nice to see. And then yesterday, though, Andy Dalton turns around and, you know, absolutely eviscerates a quality Buffalo secondary, okay? He goes 11 for 16, 179 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He looked really good. The Red Rifle and the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, are looking better than anticipated, Scotty. Improved offensive line. A.J. Green says he's bouncing back from a season. Did you see John Ross go past everybody? Even Tyler Eifert was on the field healthy. The Cincinnati Bengals looking better than anticipated in my opinion, Scott. What do you think about that game? Yeah, they look really sharp yesterday. Joe Mixon hasn't gotten a lot of rushing yards yet, but you know they're still going to ride him very heavy. I think it's going to make Giovanni Bernard very irrelevant. Uh, you know, touchdown catch for A.J. Green could have his best year since 2015 this year. The big thing was, I think the offensive line gave them right. great protection. The left side is very improved. And, you know, you talk about John Ross where he was Deacon Vaunted Davis in the safety downfield. He's going to have some big plays, but he's going to be inconsistent. And even Tyler Boyd was involved. The tight ends are going to be involved. You know, I think I – think, uh, I think Andy Dalton's going to be a better fantasy QB, too, than I expected. You know, if they give him the protection, he's certainly got the experience. The only knock on the Bengals is, what, it's 16 years now, and they haven't won a playoff game under Marvin Lewis. But for fantasy purposes, 
Uh, you know, I like them, and I think I don't know what the Vegas over under is yet, but I'm going to take a look. But I'm probably going Check. over on this. It's, I think the Bengals, you know, have a shot to be a playoff team. It's going to be tough in that AFC, though. There's there's a lot of competition for that last wild card spot in the AFC. Yeah, we have talked about that a little. At first check, I'm going over to mybookie.ag right now, Scotty. The uh, Bengals season win total right now stands at six and a half. You willing to take oh, the over now over on them? easy. Yeah, yeah, you willing to take the over now on them. Listen, they are one of the teams, in my opinion, I have kind of evolved in my thinking on them a little bit more. And like we said at the top of the show, a lot of it comes down to the offensive line, Scotty. Remember, going into last year, okay, going into last year, they let – uh, they let a Pro Bowl tackle and Andrew Wentworth walk away to the Rams. They lost their Pro Bowl left guard last year, Ziegler, to the Cleveland Browns. They are, you know, fixing that this year, right? And the other thing, you mentioned John Ross and some of the kind of, um, you know, excitement that he brings. We've said it before, okay, and we're saying, I'm saying it again right now. John Ross may not be a stud for you for your fantasy team, but he is going to have an impact for the Cincinnati Bengals, even if it's not in catching balls. You have to keep a safety over the top, or else he's going to do exactly what you saw him do. And when you have to have that kind of deep coverage, because you know he has the potential to blow the top off, then you got guys like A.J. Green, maybe even a healthy Tyler Eifert, you know, patrolling in that kind of intermediate zone, which will have a little bit more space. You mentioned about uh, Joe Mixon, who some people think could have a step forward year two. Um, you know, I could see him. I can envision him with, you know, 1,200 rushing yards. I could definitely see that. Um, so the Bengals may be one of the teams that have surprised the most in the preseason. When I think about some other teams, Scotty, that have surprised, let's build a poll right now for uh, out there on Twitter so the fans and the listeners subscribers can kind of contribute as well. Cincinnati is definitely one of those teams that have, I think, uh, showed a little bit better uh, than I would have expected, say, three weeks ago. I know you're going to say I'm a homer, Scotty, but I, I put the Jets in that category as well. Whether it's being led by Sam Darnold or, quite frankly, by the butler, Teddy Bridgewater, this Jets offense has looked a little bit better than anticipated as well. Right, Scott? Yeah, he has. Uh yeah, you know, Donald's look very crisp. Good decision making. Few shaky moments, but I think he's going to open the season as the starter. And you know, I think this Jets team is better than people are saying, and they're going to be about a 500 ball club. They're going to be more entertaining for their fans to watch. I'm taking the over in Vegas. Uh, I like Donald a lot as a DFS play. And mm. uh, if you get if you get if you get a really good like starting fantasy quarterback, say like a Russell Wilson or a Cam Newton. And, you know, you want to take a flyer on a backup. I have Donald as my 20th-ranked quarterback right now on rotoexperts.com and the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter the king at checkout for a special discount. All right, as I look on over at mybookie.ag, Scott, the New York Jets season win total right now stands at six. Are you taking the over on the Jets? Definitely. They would need to win seven, though. They need to win seven for you to win that bet. You think they could be at least seven wins? I just said eight wins, so yeah. definitely. Who would you have more? Yeah. Who would you have more confidence to get to uh, to beat their win total? The Bengals or the Jets? They both kind of stand in a um, similar vein. One at six, one at six and a half. Bengals. Both of them would need to get to the seven. The Bengals, but I like I like both of them though. You like both of them, hey Scotty? All right, so we got the Bengals, we got the Jets. Are there any other teams, Scotty, that um, 
have impressed you, let's say. You know, maybe a lot of people talking about Cleveland and how Terod looks good with legitimate weapons out there. This before Josh Gordon even hits the field. We've talked about uh, Joe Flacco surprising people as well. Because I want to make a poll here, Scotty. What are the teams would you put in that poll? We got the Jets. We got the Bengals. Who else do you want to include? Baltimore, Cleveland. Uh, I, I was thinking Cleveland. You know, the yeah. offenses look very sharp this preseason. I got you. Fair enough. So let's do that. Our guy, Chris Bavona, the manimal, is down there in the uh, pit of misery. Dilly dilly to him. So, Bavona, here's what we want to do. Which team has been the most surprising so far in the preseason? I think our options right now are the Bengals, the Jets, the Browns, and then let's use the fourth one as other. And we could see uh, what other people think. Uh, Scotty, what would you say on the negative side? Are there any teams that um, have, you know not been impressive, that are causing you some cause for concern so far this, uh, this preseason? Any teams that you have not seen? I'm going to tell you the team that I'm concerned about, um, and we were a little bit down on them to begin with, Scotty. Um, the 49ers for me, they have a lot of injuries going on, okay? McKinnon, Breida, Kittle, all banged up to a certain extent, and we knew that this was going to take some time to gel anyway. That time to gel is going to be even pushed a little bit further back by injury. Um, to me, I'm a little concerned about San Francisco. Any teams that you maybe are a little bit lower on than if we had this conversation three weeks ago? I don't know if I'm too concerned about Garoppolo and Goodwin, though. But Garoppolo's sure. made some really nice throws under pressure, and Goodwin has had a really good preseason. I think you definitely have to be concerned about the running game. I think you you know that uh, you know was was not high on McKinnon to begin with, right. but uh, in terms of who hasn't looked good, um, trying to trying to think around. I mean, Miami has looked right pathetic. Now. Yeah, but I knew they were going to. Right, they, they actually look better. That's look better this weekend. The offense like look actually really efficient on uh, you know over the weekend. Any concern in New England? No. Uh, um, I can't think of a team that stands out that say, "Wow, they look bad." That I don't. That I don't. That I don't expect to look bad. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So honestly, remember, honest, honestly, there's not. I. I, I okay. Honestly, there really isn't. Okay. That's that's fine. That that bodes well for the competition. <laughs> of uh, the NFL this come upcoming season. So remember, we got that poll question up right now. We want to know who you guys think are the most surprising teams so far. Is it Cincinnati Bengals, the Jets, the Browns, or someone else? I personally would vote for Cincinnati, and I think it is driven by what looks to be an improved offensive line for the Bengals. Here's what I got to let you guys know, okay? Don't forget, please, Go on over to DailyRoto.com. They are putting more than $25,000 on the line for its subscribers this NFL season, entering paid contests on FanDuel and bringing you along for the free roll. Have a chance to win big along this, uh, alongside SportsGrid CEO Jeremy Stein. He's one of the only men to have won two separate million-dollar prizes. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split 50% of the profits. No profits that week? No worries. Your name will get tossed back into the hat the following week. Head to DailyRoto.com slash sweat and learn how to get in on the action and your share of $25,000. That's right. Go to DailyRoto.com slash sweat. Hey, Scott, 
in our last segment today, when we come back at a break in a couple of minutes, what I want to do is I want to look at one of our uh, I want to look at one of our drafts. Okay, we were together, Scott, on Saturday and on Sunday. Do it on Saturday, car, um, the GST League. It was a great time down there. I was sitting right next to you, and you had your trophy as the defending champion. And there was no shortage of times when you let everybody know about that. And then on Sunday, we had our league with our guy Craig Carton and friends. You had everybody from you were helping out Michelle Sir. Me and Mike Blewett had a team for FST. Carton's kids even got involved. It was great to have them as well. Let's look, uh, maybe when we come back, Scotty, how about we look at our GST teams and we talk about how the draft kind of came to us, what we liked, what we didn't like, and a little bit of a recap of that draft, the GST that we did on Saturday. How does that sound, Scotty? Sounds good. All right, then that is, in fact, what we are going to do right now. Like I mentioned, we got that poll question up as well. Which teams have surprised you the most in the preseason? Make sure you get out there and vote if you want to join the show. Remember, you can always holler at us at 844-843-6879. You can find us on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds and at Scotty Roto X. That's what we do here. We put the fun in functional sports radio, and we help you win your leagues and win that cash when we come back here on roto experts in the morning we are going to look at our gst teams in terms of what we like what we didn't where we reached and uh where we let the draft come to us scotty and i are not in the same division but we are in the same league so uh you know we're gonna be competing on that one and we'll be talking about it all season long. It is the King Scott Angle and the spitting statistician Dane Martinez. We're off and running here on a Monday after the official fantasy football draft weekend. It's Roto Experts in the morning. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. about that scotty that is Nas coming back at a break right here on roto experts in the morning he represents queen bridge like some of your 80s rappers scotty so you might know about him but this could yeah. be the bridge could, the bridge the, yeah the, the yeah a little bit MC yes Shan. you know yeah. mc shan was his uh, idol Nas coming out of Queensbridge as well you know manhattan keep on making it right brooklyn keep on faking it Bronx keep on taking it. Yeah, that I, I, re- I, re- I remember seeing him at City Field. You know, he did a post-game concert. All right, fair enough. But maybe yeah. Bavona was using can't, You Can Hate Me Now, But I Won't Stop Now. Because, Scotty, you came in on Saturday as the defending champion of the GST League. And you had your trophies with you. You got a trophy. And people were kind of hating, but it didn't stop you. Right, Scotty? Yeah, well, 
of course, people are going to hate when you're the champion. But you know, there were a lot. There were a lot of classy people though, and they're like, like Matt Modica and John Caravella who congratulated me. And as much crap as Corey, uh, you know, gives me, there's a picture of me with the trophy, and Corey's beaming, beaming in the back, like he's very happy for me when it's all said yeah. and done. Yeah, I but saw if that. anybody's was... not happy for me, I don't care because everybody wanted to be me on Saturday. That's why they. That's play. what I'm talking about. You can hate me now, but I won't stop now. That was the King Scotty Angle. We're gonna get into this GST and our drafts and our rosters. But I do want to remind people: if you want to holler at us, you can at eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We got a poll question up right now as well, Scotty. Which teams have been the most surprising in the preseason right now? Thirty three percent are saying the Cleveland Browns. Second right now is 28% the Bengals, 22% the Jets, 17% of you think another team, maybe someone like the Baltimore Ravens, are in your mind. All right, Scott, let's look at this GST draft, okay? You were the Phantom 516 forever. I'm the spitting statisticians. We were back-to-back, right? We were the sixth and the seventh picks. You, right away, in the sixth pick, you went DeAndre Hopkins. Then I wound up with Alvin Kamara in the first round. Can't be mad at that, especially with PPR formats. Um, Scotty, you think D-Hop has a chance to be the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy football this year, especially if Deshaun Watson can stay healthy. That Clemson connection could really be uh, fruitful for D-Hop, right? Yeah, look at Hop- Look at Hopkins last year. 13 touchdown passes mm-hmm. from uh, overall, and he talked to Deshaun Watson just started six games. Imagine this connection over a full year. It's going to challenge Antonio Brown. Yeah, you got to think about that as well. I went Kamara because I wanted to go running back, right? I wanted to go running back, and Kamara, I think, is also going to catch 70, 75 balls. Again, I do not believe in any kind of sophomore slump. I told you I like the high-octane offense there in New Orleans. And listen, I'm not on some he's going to get even more because of Mark Ingram in the first four weeks, but I still love him in PPR settings. I did say, though, Scott, that I wanted to get a running back there. You did not. Okay, in this draft, you went wide out, wide out, wide out with your first three picks. DeAndre Hopkins, then Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill. Talk to me about why you went uh, triple wide out in this, uh, in this format, and then we'll talk about a little bit, you know, what your running backs are still, um, what you're able to still go to war with on a week-to-week basis, even though you went this way. Talk to me why you went wide out, wide out, wide out. Was it something that you were going into the draft thinking, or was it just the way the kind of board fell to you no and this is a lesson again for everybody that's listening you can't uh, so many people say should i go running start running back right. running back then wide receiver wide receiver you there's no solid design you can't do it originally you gotta let the draft come to you this me going three wide receivers to start was not by design whatsoever but when Devonte adams was still there with the fifth pick of the second round i considered joe mixon but to me Devonte adams could be a top four fantasy wide receiver this year as the clear number one target for Aaron Rodgers, probably going to have a career year. And then in the third round, with the eighth pick, I said, I'm looking at the running backs left on the board, and you know some of the top ones, were like I said, maybe I can get one of the ones I want coming around. Let me take the chance because at this point, I think, I think uh, where I was at, the last wide receiver in the tier remaining was still available. I said Tyreek Hill gives me three number one fantasy wide receivers. Yeah, fair enough. Let's look at the other side then, okay, Scotty? Now, you talk about what is the impact on 
your uh, running game, right? You still, however, though, in my opinion, your top three running backs here, and remember, this is a PPR format, you're still going to go Alex Collins, Jay Ajayi, and then Tyreek Cohen, I would imagine, as your third running back. So you're still happy with where you wound up at running back? Yeah, I love Alex Collins. I mm-hmm. think I have ranked uh, top 15 this year on Roto Experts. Uh, going to be a lot of volume. I loved him as a rookie. The fumble problems are way behind. You know, great vision, good balance, very elusive, can put his foot in the turf and pick, make people miss. He's a very complete workhorse running back, I believe, although he doesn't look necessarily the part. He's going to be the part. Jay Ajayi, I think, with LeGarrette Blunt out of town, uh, look, I worry about Ajayi because, you know, knee on knee, bone on bone. Right. It's, uh, you know, you're always concerned. But to me, with LeGarrette Blunt out of town, you know, on a very good offense, he's going to be the guy that rushes for eight, nine touchdowns. And then, look, I love Tariq Cohen. I think this, this guy is the next Aaron Sproles, and I really think Matt Nagy is going to unleash him. Yeah, so you still wind up happy with where you are at the running back position. You did also, Scott, in a move that drew some responses, you took the fourth tight end off the board after the big three. So after Gronk goes, after Ertz goes, and after Kelsey went, you were the next team to take a tight end. And uh, your co-owner, your partner, did not seem to be tremendously excited about it, but you drafted Indianapolis Colts Jack Doyle. You went up and got your guy, Scotty. Yeah, look, you know, my friend Dom from Queens, you know, is my co-owner. We we yell and scream at each other at the draft every year, and then we mm-hmm. end up either contending or winning the title. So, you know, it's it's a mix that works. And he wanted to take Kyle Rudolph. He's very high on the Vikings, but I said Jack Doyle caught 80 passes from Jacoby Brissett last year, and he's the second target for Andrew Luck, who's not showing the same zip on his passes. He's going to throw a lot underneath Jack Doyle, to me, is going to be a top-five fantasy tight end. People think that, uh, you know, I took him a little too early. I really don't care. Sometimes if you want your guy, you go for him. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, it is your fantasy team. You get to manage it and prioritize what you want. You mentioned Joe Mixon a little bit earlier, uh, how he was available potentially for you maybe in the second round and you were considering him. But, Scott, he wasn't available for you because I took him one pick before you. Um on the way back, okay? So you mentioned how you went wide out, wide out. I went running back, running back, okay? So I have Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon, right? Then in the third round, Scotty, I took a guy who's falling, but I know you like. He is my number one wide receiver, so I don't have the studs like you do with D Hop and Devontae Adams, but I still was able to get Doug Baldwin in the third round. Um, and I see him falling there. Listen, if he's healthy, in my opinion, he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. He's going to get, and there's more top touchdown potential with Jimmy Graham not there. We've been talking about who's going to be this red zone. I know you're plugged into the Seahawks, Scotty. Um, should I be concerned about Baldwin for week one? Well, Pete Carroll, you know, was saying that you shouldn't be, uh, okay. that he's going to play week one. This type of thing, it could linger, but it looks like he's going to be healthy for week one. That's that's all that we know. They've, we've held him out. It's not like Doug Baldwin has to play in the preseason. And what was very encouraging with Seattle on, on, over the weekend is the, the first team had a very crisp touchdown drive against Minnesota with the line given solid protection for Russell Wilson. And, you know, without Doug Ball, without Tyler Lockett, he very efficiently let a, let a scoring drive downfield and looked really, really good. So, look, 
you take it one week at a time with Baldwin, but I'd be very confident for him week, week one, even though he has a seemingly tough matchup against Denver. Yeah, but Aqib Tlaib isn't there anymore. You know what I mean? There's Chris Harris and stuff still in Roby, I guess. But that defense in the secondary is not exactly what it was a couple of years ago, right, Scotty? Here's why I'd be minorly concerned, though, because, you know, you're going to have Harris maybe. on. But then again, you know, is he going to travel? Are they going to play zone? You, right. you don't know. But if they're going to give a lot of defensive attention to Baldwin, if they're going to give a lot of defensive attention to Baldwin, you know, that opens it up for guys like Jerron Brown and Tyler Lockett, et cetera. Yep. So here you go. And here's the other thing. Okay. So I then hammered the wide receiver position, you know, winded up with guys like Baldwin, Robert Woods and the like. But here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I really liked. And this is kind of the, um, the evidence of some of our other theories, right? I waited, waited, waited on quarterback. I was the last person in our division to draft a quarterback. I waited, waited, waited on tight end, right? So sure. Um, I may have some deficiencies there, but look at my bench at wide receiver and running back, Scott. These are guys we have talked about in terms of popping off, and these guys are on my bench. I only need one of these guys to take a step forward and maybe – like these guys are not cracking my starting lineup right now, but I'm very excited about either Kenny Stills or Chris Godwin or Galladay. And those guys right now are wide receivers like four, five, and six for me. We have talked about all of them with the potential to be up at wide receiver four, if not better. And I feel like I have good opportunity there as my bench wideout, Scott. Yeah, I think you do. You think you have some excellent depth there. You know, Stills is going to see a lot of volume. Uh, I, think, I think Godwin and Galladay are going to both be touchdown makers. Exactly. And then in the same vein, okay, I'm starting Mixon and Kamara at running back. But listen to these bench running backs. Dion Lewis, Ronald Jones, Jordan Wilkins, and Rex Burkhead. Those are four running backs that are not in my starting lineup. We got Ronald Jones and Jordan Wilkins potentially later. Dion Lewis is getting just as many snaps as Derrick Henry in Tennessee. And then listen, I took a shot on one of the Patriots running backs. They've been saying if Burkhead is there, he could be the focal point of that offense. Those are four running backs who I like that are not even starting for me. Scott, I got Ronald Jones in round 10. Yeah, the one I really like is Dion Lewis. It's, yeah. it's to me, you know, he's going to be on the verge of being an RB two this year. I have him top mm-hmm. twenty. He is he is going to catch so many passes out of the backfield, and exactly. he's also going to get. He's actually going to steal some goal line carries from Henry. I think. Absolutely, and so he's going to be my flex play in week one behind Kamara and behind Joe Mixon. And I thought about building this depth in this way, especially because one of the rules of this league, Scott, that I want to get your insight on, we were talking about it. It was like a change, I guess, from GST from years two and year three. This year, Scott, there are no trades, right? Only the fab budget. So can you tell the listeners out here as we close up another edition of Roto Experts in the morning, how, if at all, does that change your strategy to be quite honest, Scotty, for me, that's why I went even more running back wide receiver. I wanted to build the depth at those positions because, as you know, this is a war of attrition, so I wanted to get legitimate starters there. I felt that I had a better chance using my fab budget, God forbid something happened, at the quarterback or the tight end position where, like, anybody, quote-unquote, next man up would be clear and I can invest my fab there. Meanwhile, I'm going, like, six deep already at running back wide receiver. That's the way I interpreted the no trades. Can you tell people out there how do you play it differently if at all um if there's no trades like for example when the names john connor austin eckler chase edmonds were going off the board it was a little different right because you can't trade with those owners who might be looking for the handcuff how do you play that format uh, any differently 
Uh, I, I do what, what you did. I just build much depth as I can at running back and wide receiver. Right. Okay. So you agree with me, right? Like, because if we find yes. a tight end that pops off a little bit later on in the season, if, oh my God, we see Vance McDonald is really, you know, a big Ben security blanket, or if we talked about Austin Safarian Jenkins is actually an option in Jacksonville, I can invest in my fab, but when everyone's getting injuries at running back, which is likely going to happen, I still have Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, Ronald Jones, you know, um, and even Jordan Wilkins to go to. So that's the way I did it. You like the approach, huh, Scotty? Yeah, I do. You just got to build as much running back. We had we had two trade two leagues over the weekend where there were no trades. No trades. I, yeah. I, I, I personally don't like. I'll play with anything, but I personally don't like no trades. It's you know, I'm always looking to prove my team during the season, and exactly. I feel like when you don't have any trades, at some point, if you're off to a slow start, you're really out of it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. There's only so much you can do on the waiver wire, right? Anybody you're getting on the waiver wire was at least, you know, not, uh, not notorious enough to be drafted. You know what I mean? And so, yes, people yeah. come from out of nowhere every single year, and you got to be on them. That's why you got to listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's why you got to listen to the King Scott Angle, to the spitting statistician Dane Martinez. But I decided to invest there at running back and wide receiver, and that's why, Scott, the number one rule of fantasy sports, regardless of where you are, is to know your settings. Scotty, uh, we are back here. Monday through Friday, Roto Experts in the morning. We got that poll question up as well. The Browns, Scotty. Browns, 35%. People are saying that, uh, you know, they are the most surprising team. I got to tell you something. I went for my second uh, quarterback there. I went with a Tarod, Scott, because listen, Tarod. if he's, if he's going to hold off Baker, he has weapons better than we ever thought. Maybe it's only the first few weeks, but you know, he's my second quarterback and I could always spend fab on anybody I want. I think Tarod is sliding under the radar because a lot of people just assume that Baker Mayfield is going to take this job. I know he had the little wrist injury, but uh, if we think Cleveland is an impressive developing team, we talked about the offensive line. We know the weapons. Isn't Tarod a... Um, a viable quarterback in Superflex and two quarterback leagues? Uh, yeah, I certainly think so. He has been. No in interceptions. Past. He can run the ball. He's got yeah. weapons and an offensive 16, line. 16 interceptions during his entire Buffalo career. Uh, you know, He was flirting with at one point during the Buffalo career. I think it was at some point last year would actually be in a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He's underrated. You know, yeah, if you want to grab two underrated quarterbacks, you, you can get you can get Philip Rivers, who went in the fourteenth round of the Carton and Friends draft yesterday. Right, guy never gets enough respect. Nobody wants Philip Rivers because I don't, you know, I don't know why. Don't, you know why? Because he can't be number one. Nobody's satisfied enough with being number eight or being a, the top ten fantasy quarterback five of the last six years. Give me Philip Rivers every time. No, absolutely, Scotty. I agree with you. Listen, if there's 12 teams in your league and you wind up getting who's probably going to wind up being the seventh or eighth best quarterback and you get him as, you know, the 14th quarterback off the draft, I think young Cardano did that in like round 12 or something. Um, yeah. You got to do it. Remember, it's about the value. And people sleep on Phillip Rivers. They sling it all over the yard. I did similar things with Big Ben. Now, I know a lot of people don't like the road splits with him. But if you believe in Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Le'Veon Bell, you know, apparently that offense is productive. I'll take the shepherd of that herd, Scotty. Yeah, me too. I'm right there with you. 
All right, fair enough. Hey, tomorrow, Scotty, what we're going to do is we're going to look at our other draft that we did in the Carton and Friends League. We'll also look, Scotty, you have made your fearless predictions for 2018 over on the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package, okay? So we're going to tease some of that. We'll talk about some of your predictions tomorrow. We'll look at our teams over in the uh, Carton and Friends League where you were Beauty and the Beast helping Michelle Serpico. Um, how'd she do, Scotty? I think she did excellent. She was well-prepared. She was well-prepared. She had great analysis on all the picks as well. We'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. Hey, Scotty, I'm excited. There's only 10 days left until the regular season begins, and this is all for real. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Roto Experts in the Morning, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.